Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Will in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch us too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And I know Will today is a weather aware or alert day here in Mississippi. Do you have any updates for us when it comes to weather or break in anytime you need to. All right. There's a large part of the state under a tornado watch, not warning, but watch right now. Um, you'll probably hear EAS alerts and all kinds of stuff going off. And we'll, if anything breaking happens, we'll let you know. But just be weather aware, be prepared, and it's better to be prepared right now versus waiting until you do know something's happening. So put on clean underwear and a good bra. <laughs> Go ahead and make that transition and get your good shoes out by the bed as well. And you know what? Go ahead and maybe take a a good bath right now. You may (laughs) need a bath bomb to relax you after all the craziness going on with the the weather alertness. And that's my segue to our uh, guest who's joining us here on Good Things, Miss Leisha Pickering. She's the Chief Executive Officer of Musi Bath, which makes handcrafted natural bath products right here in Madison County in Mississippi. And they've got a great mission along with with it. So welcome. Hey, Rebecca. Thank you for having us. And thanks for being interested in the Musi story. Okay. So being a Southern mother, though, well, you had you had boys. That's what I was going to say. Did your mama ever tell you when it came bad weather to make sure you had clean underwear and a good bra on when the tornadoes or whatever headed our way? Am I the only one who had a Southern mother who did that? I don't think my mom ever reminded <laughs> me of that, but I think that's good sound advice. I think that's good sound advice. Okay. Enough of that. We won't, we won't embarrass that anymore. But um, I love your story. And I... Sitting here talking to you, getting to know it a little bit more. Can't believe that 10 years you've had this going on right here in our own backyard in Mississippi. And I'm just now connecting with it. So for you, 10 years ago, kind of share with us where the Musi uh, story started. Okay. Well, I had been living in Washington, D.C., and we moved our family down. I have five sons. They um, were born in Washington, but I love Mississippi and are, are, have been raised here um, for a good bit of their lives. And we moved. We had moved down from Washington to a farm in Madison County. And it really wasn't a farm. Everybody laughs. I say it's a farm. We had a home with a lot of land and some horses and dogs and boys. And so, but um, I, we were living out there in our family. Now, Madison County is an interesting place because um, it's one of the wealthier counties, if not the wealthiest in our state. So you have people that have a lot of resources, and you have people that have very little resources also living there. It's, uh, Madison County bumps up to the Delta, and the Delta, as um, you may know, is the poorest mm-hmm. region in all the country. And so... Um, 
But you have in Madison County people that have also great opportunity and have little opportunity. So, um, and it's hard living there not to be aware of that, you know, and to, and to see that and see that there are many people that just need, um, needed work. And so on our farm, I was, I had people stop by often and, um, they just needed, were looking for a job, just some work to do. And I might have some odd jobs they could maybe do, like help me with the pastures or fixing fences or or but n- nothing really sustainable for a long period and it just got me thinking like how can I make a difference in my community here how could how do I care for my community and when you see people with a lot of need and um, I at the same time these thoughts were going through my mind I was also had just gone through a really difficult period in my own life I had gone through a divorce and I was blindsided by that and um, I think anytime you go through pain or something really difficult Mm -hmm. you find yourself in a survival mode and you you're just trying to survive and i had these five boys that i just wanted to create stability for and invest in their lives and and they were just my focus to to, um and and i think another thing that happens when you go through something difficult is you're because you're just trying to survive you stop you can hardly feel anything you just kind of just are kind of numb well, for me, I'm a very creative person, and when I create, it's when I feel a really a sense of joy in life, and um, I just wanted to be able to feel again. So it got me to thinking that I wanted to create. I needed to create because when I create, really is when I feel full of joy. Um, at the same time, I also feel like when you go through something difficult, you really focus on your own hurt and your own pain. And um, so during this period, I. I started thinking I, I was wanting to create and I, I started thinking about these people that needed work and really trying to really focus outward um, not so much inward and maybe meeting their needs and so I had a little thought like what could I create what could I do that I could maybe teach someone to make and it might provide um, we could maybe market and sell it and provide some work and again I want to say I wasn't thinking of creating a business it was just a really very small idea something maybe we could create with our hands and that we could maybe sell at a local farmer's market. And, um, you know, I, I do believe when you work with your hands, it's just so good for mm-hmm. your soul, too. So I'm a bath taker. I love a bath. I feel like warm water is like a cocoon around you, and it's so healing and restorative. And so a lot of times when you create, you create around things that love and give you life. And um, I um, started thinking maybe we could create some bath products and um, I had several years prior to that had been in England and had um, been into a shop and seen bath bombs and at the time bath bombs weren't something you really saw on the market a lot. I was going to say they've kind of They've, they've had their moment. But they've had, yeah, and they, they have in the last years, and hopefully Musi's been a part of bringing life to the bath bomb world. But back then, you really didn't see them. In fact, when I was in England, I had never seen them before. But I kind of remember seeing them and thinking, these are cool, and kind of storing that thought away and putting it in a little room in my brain, thinking, oh, maybe we could make those in Mississippi. But it wasn't something I was really thinking that I would one day create. But, you know, 
fast forward a few years later, I find myself with a desire to come up with an idea of something we could create. And I thought back on those bath bombs I had seen. So where was the first one you made? Did you get the idea? Like, did you get the recipe off Pinterest? Did you know someone who knew how to make them? Like, Well, I uh, what I did is I had been a pastry chef in Washington. So I was accustomed to mixing things. I knew how to, to put things together to have an end product. And I thought bath bombs, that's just really mixing some products. Ingredients. Yeah. It's a recipe. So we pulled out my KitchenAids in my kitchen, and I called a friend who's really good at figuring things out and, and expressed this idea. And I started reading. If I was going to do it, I wanted it to be something that was really good for your skin, something that's natural. And I, we, you know, it was just trial and error. We, I started learning about essential oils and natural oils and mixing things together. And the truth is, we, um, we, we started making them and we were doing them like different colors. And, and I, I always laugh. I, I really love music. And so just to keep them separated, I had a little notepad and we, I started naming them like after songs. I'd be like, okay, this one's bright yellow and has sugar crystals in it. And we'll not call this one, Here Comes the Sun. And then, you know, this one, oh, it's blue, and we put a little glitter in it, sparkly. We'll call this Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And today, so still today, that. that we still, all our bath bombs are named after songs. But it, it goes back to being in my kitchen and, and just starting mixing them up. That and first so, batch, did y'all yeah. test them out, like, in the sink, or did you all have baths, you know, <laughs> after, you well, know? Well, the truth is, we didn't even have any molds or anything. And I had mentioned I had been a pastry chef in Washington, so I had chocolate molds <laughs> that we had. I'd used to Use make chocolates, and so, so our first bath bombs were my. We, we used our chocolate molds, so they were like in the shape of like rabbits and all kinds, of, like a little lammy and all kinds of things. That so were, were these just, smaller bombs then? No, we no, were the big. big I had really. I mean, they were like <laughs> huge out of chocolate. I mean, huge rabbit and all and then we would just have friends and their children test them out and because we a couple of different things we didn't want them to stay in the tub at all we didn't want them to leave any residue oh you have good friends then oh, take yeah. this rabbit tell me if it stains your tub <laughs> well, they loved it and you know we wanted them to also create really wonderful aromatherapy and then one other thing we did which was unique is that I love to get little gifts and, and I love to give gifts. So I thought it'd be fun to put little surprises inside the bath bombs so that at the end of your bath, you would have a little treasure in your tub as a reminder that you're loved or that you're special. And so we started putting little treasures in it. And that's kind of today what we're known for and uh, contributed to a lot of our growth in the bath bomb world, which you have definitely had over the last 10 years. We've got more coming up next with Miss Alicia Pickering. She's the Chief Executive Officer for Musi Bath. If it's true, please tell me
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. can watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices you can now watch super talk tv live on c spire tv if you've got c spire tv you can find us on channel 70 right next to the weather channel which is probably keeping you updated today on any weather alerts and will will break in at any time needed to update you if there is any severe weather but you know when in doubt don't go out that's all we can say just stay here and continue to listen to the good story we've got miss alicia pickering she started musy I'm going to get it right. Bath during a time of healing, and she's now providing that to others. And I know you were very intentional with this, making your bath balms and um, and other sort of bath products. You did this during a difficult time. whether And I think that can, during the holidays, we can all connect to that, whether we're grieving a loss of a relationship or somebody or job or just life looks different. I mean, grief comes in all different, um, you know, um, forms and facets or hurt, I guess. When did you know you had it? When you had the recipe, when you had the balm that you wanted to be able to put out into the world what was the moment that you said this is it um, I'm not sure if there was ever just one moment really what happened is that um, we went to a local farmers market and we got a small following and then when the, the farmers market was seasonal and I had hired a couple people they still needed work so I had an idea to go to the International Gift Mart I um, had never been there knew nothing about it but I'm a little bit of a risk taker and probably a little naive too but we just started going there and telling our story and and people didn't know what bath bombs were we had to explain it to them but we just began to explain it and people would always say oh you have just so much passion about your bath products and I'd say oh I think we make a really great product but what I'm really passionate about is the people the hands that make these products do you want to hear their story and I began to tell the stories a lot of what you do here telling the stories of Mississippi and the people that I get to work with every day and so it just began to grow from that. And you were intentional about who your employees were going to be. You know, you looked to seek out those that maybe were hurting or going Mm -hmm. through their own hard time and needed a sense or feeling of healing. How were you, how did you choose who you were going to reach out to? Well, in, you know, Mississippi, we have very many, we have many vulnerable people and, you know, you mentioned that none of us are untouched by pain and, um, and I saw that as I was more a part of this process, it began to help me heal in my own life and the pain that I had gone through and we really looked at to who are the who are the vulnerable the most vulnerable one of the populations of people that we began to work with is women coming out of prison if you have a felony conviction it's almost impossible to find work because unfortunately people measure you by your past mm-hmm. instead of looking for the beauty and the possibilities and the potential in your life and I believe that rather than um, what would it look like if we could have a caring heart rather than just a condemning heart and give people an opportunity? Like, what does it look like if you can create a community um, around a person that's loving and caring and supportive? I really believe a person can flourish uh, like that. So we um, we 
partnered with a wonderful organization here called Crossroads. It's a ministry in Canton, and they um, work with women coming out of prison that are in need of counseling and housing. So that is one one group we work with, and we've seen wonderful successes. In fact, uh, our office manager and the person that really helps us run Musi, and we couldn't do it without her, Julie, came to us. Um, she had been in prison and had a felony conviction and then just worked her way up in our company. And, you know, it's just really transformed her life. You and, know, it's hearing, like, business owners like you that will take risk on the vulnerable population or mm-hmm. even, you know, those with disabilities. We hear a lot yeah. about the Department of Rehab pushing for employers to be open-minded yeah. to say, hey, it can work. You and can, we work yeah. also with individuals with disabilities. One of our full-time employees is a man with autism, and he was coming to us. Um, we partnered with the Madison County High Schools, and so they would bring um, a, a special needs population to do work at our facility several times a week, and there was one young man particularly that w- he wanted a job at Musi. So when he graduated, we had a little interview knowing that we were going to hire him, but you know we did a little formal interview with him and hired him, and he's been with us for about six years now. We couldn't do it without him. And then the last population of individuals we work with is just those with um, who have grown up in chronic poverty and really haven't had an opportunity, the same opportunities for education. And um, so we just really um, bring them in and see if there's opportunities for growth or what is it that they want to do with their lives. I mean, all of us are created to have purpose and, and, and meaning. So we, um, But we have really created a, a group of people that um, we work together as a family. We, we celebrate life together, we, whether it's celebrating births or deaths or um, holidays, holidays, everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, uh, you know, it's yeah, I really believe that like sometimes life is altered. Sometimes things happen in life and it's the unexpected, but that out of that really beautiful stories can happen and I've seen that in my own life. My life isn't as it once was. I have a different story but it's still nonetheless a beautiful story where I can have great joy. And I think a lot of your products bring people great joy. I want to talk about the name Musi. Okay. I'm, I'm finally getting it right. It's going to take me the whole hour <laughs> but <laughs> um, but, uh, the, but the meaning behind it to me is so beautiful. So share how you came with that with that unique name. Okay. Well I um, my background is kind of art and design. I've always been a kind of artistic. And so the word muse is used often as an artist inspiration. So for many years, I, I had a little made up word and it was musy. And what it meant to me were the things that bring you joy, the things that bring delight to you, the things that touch that sweet spot in your heart. When my youngest son was born, I um, started calling him musy just as like a little in term of endearment. I would say, you're my musy. And I think it was until he got to be about three or four, <laughs> reminded me that his name was a Harper, and so. But um, anyway, fast forward. I um, was I when we had decided to create this little company. Um, I had when you brand something. I was trying to think of a name, and I I think when you brand something or name something, it should be meaningful to you. It should have meaning mm-hmm. to you, but also it should make sense. And I had created these bath bombs, and as I mentioned earlier, I had named all of them after songs. And I was having trouble marrying the two ideas together. It's, it has to do with water and your bath, and I'm named them after songs. That didn't seem to 
make very good sense. So I was talking to my son, Harper. At this point, he's like 13, 14 years old. And I said, Harper, you need to help me think of a name for this bath bomb company. And he um, kind of jokingly said, well, why don't you just name it after me? Well, like what he meant was Harper Pickering Bath Bomb Company. <laughs> he just <laughs> wanted it, yeah. but, but That's the baby in the I, family. Yes, and then but kind of like I jokingly looked at him and said, oh, Musi, the term I had used to, I had called him, and, and he kind of laughed. He walked away, and I started thinking about that Musi. That's that. That sounds kind of organic. It's a cool word, but mostly it has meaning to me. It means the things that bring you joy. So it was meaningful to me, but I also wanted it to make sense. Well, I started researching on muses, and the root of it, as I mentioned, is muse. Well, muses were water maidens, and they spent their life in the gift of songs and lyrics. So it brought it all together. We are creating products named after songs. Does the song title just pop in your mind whenever you see, like you mentioned, the yellow one and you went straight to a song title, or now that you're further down the, the line of products, do you have to kind of think a little harder about yeah. which song will go to it? Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, I mean, we, we, we've gone through a lot of songs. We've made a lot of bad bombs now. But no, but still, you know, we look and we might be creating something for Valentine's Day. What are song, songs that have to do with love or care, friendship, you know? So we kind of gravitate toward those. But it's definitely, you know, a, a, a little bit more of a challenge. Um, but also we now, we have really expanded what we do. We don't just create bath bombs. We do beautiful candles. We do um, salt soaks. We do all kinds of gift packaging. We do a lot of different products. And there's still just so much joy for me. I just love to create. And so I found just so much um, joy in getting to think of new ideas that may Maybe we'll bring people joy. One of the things we really try to do with Musi is that our messaging would be uh, a message. It's it's so intentional that it would be a message of hope and encouragement to ever who whoever is the receiver of one of our products. That it would be something that if somebody um, needs some encouragement, that they would feel that they have value and are loved. And so all of that's real intentional. Another thing I mentioned to you is we don't call our bath bombs bomb, like B-O-M-B. We call them bombs, B-A-L-M, bomb, because a bomb is something destructive or ha- and and it has a really negative meaning but a bomb is something that heals you it soothes you it brings you to it brings life and then those intentional too with the namings of it and then also the way you package it that makes it for the perfect gift to give mm-hmm. someone at a time when maybe they need a little bit of healing or refreshing or just to be be noticed You know, that they're loved and that they deserve a 30 minute bath to themselves. And so this this kind of took off, though, right? Like, I mean, it was a bomb in terms of people's popularity. You can at least say that. But this isn't the end of Musi's story. We've got more coming up next.
Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Still waiting on my Christmas music, Will. Listen, baby. You gotta keep waiting. <laughs> There's so it's okay. It's okay if you play a little. Nobody's gonna be mad at you. Wink, 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 wink. December fifteenth. It's not December yet. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. We got a little bit of fight around here, Alicia, about Christmas music. There's so many that are like, nope, push it off as long as possible, and I'm the one that tries to draw it out of them a little bit sooner, and it's completely mixed emotions. But I think either way, as long as you're smiling, it's it's a good thing. Um, and here today, learning your Musi story to me has been such a good thing. I think I want to, uh, you know, go back to the fact that you started this in your kitchen, right? And now you have a 6,000 square foot, or how big is the space uh-huh. there? In Madison County, uh, well, we're we're it's about sixty thousand. Sixty one 60. extra zero. <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah, it's about a sixty thousand square foot facility up in Madison County, off the of Nissan Parkway, and but that's not where we started. No, we started in my kitchen, and you started it with a pure heart, with pure intentions of just you know doing something with your hands to be creative in a time of healing for you and to give back to the community in a way that you felt like you could, and slowly, and then probably quicker in certain s- scenarios. You made it to this spot. So what has been the journey from your kitchen to a 60,000 square foot uh, facility? Like, what's the highlights of what got you there? Well, it's definitely been a learning curve. I mean, we started very small and never with the idea of creating something really big. Um, But we just kept trying to do it with great excellence. And as, you know, we would outgrow one space, we went to another. And then finally, maybe three or four years ago, we bought this facility in Mississippi. And it's, I can remember walking into it. It was completely empty. It had actually been the Mississippi Film Studio building. It's huge. And thinking, what have I done? Like, we've just bought this place. We will never fill this place up. And I want to give you an invitation now. You must come and see. It's all filled up and we're needing more space. And so, but, um, you know, the, there's been a lot of highlights and there's also been setbacks. And, and you know, I'm not a, a person that has, um, I, d- I didn't never see myself as an entrepreneur. Now I would probably say I, I mean, I always saw myself as more of an idea person. But I've, I didn't have any business background as far as going to school for business. So my learning curve has been great. I've had to learn so many things uh, ab- um, about, you know, running a company, Managing people, uh, uh, how do you um, how do you promote products and right. going to markets and all that? But there has been some the highlights really for Musi. I mean, we've we've had a pretty um, you know upward steady tra- steady trajectory, and um, I think COVID, which was a really scary time for us, because when COVID happened, I can remember. Um, you know, nobody knew how we were going to navigate that. And for us, we we're primarily a wholesaler. So we're in stores and um, we work with a lot of gift boutiques and a lot of spas and all those places were closing down. And so we have all these people that were dependent on us for salary. And I can remember um, speaking with my business partner and just telling them, um, you know, we're going to have to let all these people go home. But we just we. We need to continue to pay them because that's right. They won't be able to 
survive if we don't pay them. And I can remember looking at them and saying, and I think we can probably do this for maybe six months, but then we're probably going to have to close our doors. And um, it was really like this this wonderful surprise. I mean, we're always surprised by joy because we did do that. We let everybody go. We continued to pay them. But at some point in the summer, when things started opening, people came back. And then we ended up having the largest fourth quarter we had ever had. And then the fall, our following year, which was still COVID, was our biggest year that we ever had. And um, and it was really like a beautiful thing. And we just feel so, always feel so much gratitude. But I think a lot of people were just at home taking baths. <laughs> That's okay. That. Yeah. You know, the bath industry and the sourdough bread industry did really well during, so. <laughs> during COVID. Yeah. But it had to help that you made it onto Oprah's favorite things list. I think yeah. anyone who's ever watched the show or sort of uh, as a fan of hers at all um, knows that that was a big deal where she would mm-hmm. highlight things that she enjoyed and then would gift them and great exposure. What year was yeah. it that, that that happened for you all? Well, we got it last year mm-hmm. and um, then we just named it again. Like we got it in 21 and then we just got it again in 22 and which is unusual that it usually pick the same, you know, a same company two years in a row. Do you know how she, how you got on her radar? Um, yes, well, somewhat. Um, we, we, she has some folks that work for her that came by and saw us and spoke with us at, at market. And, um, we had a booth at the International Gift Market. And so Adam Glassman, who is, um, works real closely with her, he came and asked us a lot about our products and all. And then we just continued that conversation. And then to our surprise and delight and great joy, they picked us. That was last year. And, um, they picked, um, our bath bombs that are called women of change where we tell the story of women who have made a difference in history and so she had apparently loved loved yeah. those and then this year we were uh, they just announced it a couple of weeks ago though we've known it for a, the m- prior month we had already known that because we needed to get, be able to get ready um, they picked our words of encouragement soap and so yeah but something like that the power of the media is huge for a company you know whether you're um, like Oprah and being in our magazine and them promoting it. Um, you get so many opportunities. Like next week, we're going to be on The View. Last week, we're on Rachel Ray because of it. And it just, it's a wonderful thing. But it, for me, I look at it as it's not only the opportunity to tell the story of Musi, but the story of our people and yeah. the story of Mississippi, which is a state that I love. And there's so much beauty here. And oftentimes, um, people don't see the beauty. They, they, um, Mississippi's cast in a bad light, but there's so many beautiful people and beautiful things going on here. So I love to have opportunities to tell that story. I love that. I feel you. That's why. That's why I feel like at home here with good things as well. But you know, you could have picked anywhere, but you were very intentional to stay here in Mississippi. Has anyone tried to encourage you to leave us? Um, not so much to leave Mississippi. I'm a traveler. I got to admit that I love. I've traveled all over the world, and I love going and meeting with people. But what we try to do is take a help, take our resources, and invest into people around the world that um, are are you know are in need, and and sometimes that provides opportunity to go and and meet and and see these people. But we do try to take our resources um, from our small company in Mississippi and invest into other people doing good things in their community and different parts of the world you're connected to good work too in haiti yes we 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 supported a school in haiti for years we supported a um children's home in south africa for um some years we um we work with world 
Um, uh, we work with another organization that um, we invest in. They work with refugee women and children around the world. And so um, that's been a, a, a huge thing also. So. This all started out of maybe the hardest chapter of your of your personal life, at mm-hmm. least up until then. Alicia, what do you say to someone listening who maybe is walking through the grief or maybe they have just been divorced mm-hmm. and blindsided or, you know, Lord knows what the holidays can bring for folks who are feeling that I'm glad it worked out for her. Sounds great. They may not end up with a business, but what's your sort of opportunity for them to find a little joy as you talk about? Yeah, you know, all of us are somehow impacted by pain, and it's easy to look at other people's lives and and think that they're not, but that's just really not true. And I, um, what I would just say is, is that we get to write the story. Like, you know, I love books. I'm a a lover of books. And in any great piece of literature, there's always some conflict that happens usually to the main character. And really, the outcome of the story is very much determined by how that character responds to the conflict. And um, I think in life, there's always going to be grief. There's always going to be some kind of conflict. There's always going to be the unexpected. But a lot of what determines a really beautiful and joyful life is how you respond to that conflict. And for me, I just have realized I I get to help write the story. It's easy when you go through something painful to want to lay down. And I've been there where you just want to pull the covers over your head and just give up. But when you get up, you look look for the things that, that help you get up. And you just take those steps forward. And it's not necessarily creating a company like like I was I, I did. That's certainly not something I would um, um, think that's for everybody. But what I do think is for everybody is looking for ways to invest in other people's lives. When we invest in other people's lives, it's kind of like this beautiful little miracle happens, but somehow our own pain is healed when we don't just focus on our ourselves, but also the needs of others. And we realize that we're all in this beautiful journey together. And I really think that that's where joy comes. And in a hot bath. So if we want to try out Musi for the first time during this holiday or maybe give them as gifts, where can we go or at least to see, too, where all of your local shops are at? Because I know you're everywhere. Yeah, we have lots of local shops, and I almost am hesitant to to yes, uh, start naming to them out. Name them. We have about 30 local shops in the community. We would love for you to try our products or to gift it to somebody during this season. We would just love to be a part of your giving and your sharing. What's your website? It is www www.musibath.com This has been a blessing. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Y'all stick with us. we got a little bit more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Already started the 
Christmas music debate. Dan and Hannesburg. Christmas music should start on December 13th. That gives you 12 days 15th. of Christmas. I said 15th, so we're, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Y'all know that I just like to fan this flame because it's it's one of those things that just, for whatever reason, you are very passionate about your stance it's, on it. And, you know, you know, today... You see, the, I work with it, so I'm... You're inundated with it all the time. I don't I want get to it. deal with it when I get home. It's like, you know, somebody that's in sports casting like richard when he was here earlier he was filling in for gerard gibbert the last thing he wanted to talk about was lane kiffin and you know all this kind of mess so we didn't mention that at all because he's so tired of talking about i it won't probably. mention it at all but because this is good things but man sometimes you love the internet and all the memes that have been going around between they've been very good they've been very they've been very good but talking about uh christmas music um perez i sent a text to perez there was a meme that went around um and since we're we're kind of having an alert day not to poke fun at the fact that it could have been a tornado warning, but I do think all of our children have made it home safely. So many schools were left out early. But you remember back in our day, you say, you know, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm old enough to say that now. You would remember on a tornado watch day um, or a bad weather day, they would line you up in the hall and have you, you know, tuck your head in between your knees mm-hmm. and all the things. And it said a historical photo of children in the 1940s listening to Mariah Carey's <laughs> Christmas uh, Christmas song. And um, yeah, she doesn't care about any of the memes that are coming out about her around Christmas time because she's she's still cashing all of those checks um, directly to the bank. I do know today, speaking of sports talks, coming up next, Will, wasn't there a little bit of change in the country, um, in the uh, Connerly Trophy presentation because of the weather? So because of the bad weather, they are not going to do the normal ceremony that they do. They're going to do it virtually, which we're all familiar with now because of everything. Uh, the ceasefire people will be on with uh, Sports Talk, and then Sports Talk is going to have all your information about how you can watch this virtual ceremony. Uh, I think they're going to give away the award at 6.30. And like I said, Sports Talk will have the link for, if you want to watch it online, they'll have all that information. I so think the ceremony gonna... will still happen. It's just they will not have the open to like make it a big party. The ceremony will happen virtually. Got it. From the comfort of their home. Because you have people traveling from all over oh, the state. Oh, because you have so students. Or, or students different, and I gotcha. administrators and stuff like coaches and all this kind of stuff. Plus, there were people – they were inviting people to attend. So, uh, By the way, I, w- I do want to pass along this. In Lexington, Mississippi, get to your safe space. Uh, they are firing tornado sirens right now. We have, I believe, two counties under tornado warnings right now. Um, in Lexington, the Liberty area, Macomb, uh Arlington, that area right there, uh, you're under a tornado warning as of right now. So you probably are receiving alerts if you're listening right now. Uh, so be in your safe space. Yeah, and stay weather aware, which you can always do that right here at Supertalk or supertalk.fm. Or if you have your weather alerts on your Supertalk app, they usually break through if there's um, any kind of warning or um, tornado siren, whatever it may be. So definitely stay alert. Yeah. But, you know, David also texted in that there was a cartoon going around today talking about Mississippi. Only in Mississippi, you would have to a strap down your, it shouldn't be funny, but you find the humor in it, strap down your Christmas decorations for tornadoes. But you think about it like, I don't, is this abnormal? No, this is actually normal. This happens a lot. Are we just, is, that, is Jesus just mad we're putting up our Christmas decorations <laughs> too early? <laughs> No, this is this is normal time. Uh, most people think of tornadoes. They think of springtime, April, yes, uh-huh. around that time. But actually, late November, December tornadoes are pretty common. They are? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't like that. 
Go away. No, I don't like tornadoes. No one likes tornadoes. I don't. There's nothing good from them, but um, it is. It, it is what does it does happen. Well, hopefully we'll have good weather tomorrow because we'll be on the mood, but at least middays with Jar Gibbert and myself here with Good Things. We're going to be live tomorrow in downtown Cleveland celebrating their beautiful display of 50 nights of lights, which I do think they're hunkered down, so I think they're good to go. They've got over a million lights that have transformed Cleveland into a winter wonderland this holiday season. So now through the first, you can view the lights by walking down the trail or buying or buying. You can buy, shop all you want to on Main Street, but it's free. If you drive, if we drive around to or walk, but if you're in the area tomorrow, come out and say hi. We'd like to see to see you when we're out and about. So wave and get a high five, maybe a hug for me if you come by. I'm not really sure where we'll be, but somewhere along the stretch of lights. In fact, you know what? Just walk the whole thing. You'll eventually hear Super Talk talking, but that will be between ten and three uh, tomorrow, which I think is pretty cool. And then Friday, you've got all of us. The whole gang is going to be at the Mississippi Farm Bureau um, there at the Trademark Center in downtown Jackson. They are helping we are helping celebrate Mississippi Farm Bureau's hundred years of faith, family, and farm bureau. And I say that a hundred years. So the um what do you call the the person who it's the beginning of the parade? Marshall? Yeah. City of Fulton. This year's City of Fulton's Grand Marshal for the 2022 Christmas Parade, Mary Frances Clifton. She is 103 years old. She is older than Farm Bureau. (laughs) By three years. If you want to read that whole story, you can head over to the Good Things Facebook group where the conversation never stops. But you got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, stay safe and take time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.